My name's Sarah Frick, and you're listening to Are You For Real? A podcast all about being real. Like, really real, not just cute Instagram real. Like, real. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Are You For Real? with your favorite host, Sarah Frick. Um, Today, we are talking to my friend, Claire. But before we get to that, um, I want to answer some of your questions and just talk to you guys. That's feel like, um, you know, I've had a lot going on. I've actually been doing this fast mimic cleanse this week, which um, uh, this is not a paid advertisement because they would not want to pay me for what I'm about to say. But (laughs) before I say it, I just want to say I'm not negating this for the people that it works for because I know there's so many amazing things about like a fasting mimicking cleanse. It helps regenerate cells. It's really good for people with disease. Um, It's a great way to jumpstart like a weight loss if you need that. But for me, it's brought up like so much shit. And I know that's why I needed it probably. Um, I've just had like a big summer of eating what I want, eating everything off my kids' plates, like whether it's like a gummy snack or a piece of like old macaroni. I literally found myself there like picking a sandwich off the floor. Don't know how long it was there. Ate it. Like having this conversation in my mind, why are you eating this? This shit's disgusting. There's probably mayonnaise on this. It's been on the floor and I ate it and I swallowed it. (laughs) So I just was like, you know what? Time to reset, time to like put the glass of wine down and like, let's just get focused and get into it. And so I was super gung-ho and this is what I always do. I like, I invite like, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. And so I like reach out to like four of my closest friends. I'm like, you want to do this terribly miserable thing with me? And I make it sound so awesome. And everyone's like, yeah, that's great. You know, it's it's our first week of school. Let's like ditch the summer, blah, 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 and go. And so we start, uh, so we're all on a group text. I name the group text. Wait, let me tell you what I named the group text. Hold on. (laughs) Um, It's something ridiculous, but I thought it was funny at the time. And now every time it pops up, I want to kill it. Oh, I named it. I look so damn good. Boy, bye with the lipstick emoji. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so this particular one that I'm doing, it is just, like I said, it resets your body. It is a limited amount of calories. So it's a mimicking fast, fast. They do fasting in a lot of other cultures as well, just as a way to kind of reset everything. But for me, it's really brought up this conversation in my head where that I've worked so hard to like negate and to not engage around like Um, limiting food consumption, the whole like skinny conversation, just shit that I don't care about anymore. And I kept coming up every time I would be on this group text and everyone's like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm like, I'm so bored. And finally my friend called me out and she's like, all right, what are you bored about? Like, are you bored because you're not having a glass of wine? Are you bored because you're hungry? Are you bored because your energy's low? Are you sick of the freaking soup? We have to eat like three soups every day. It's 90,000 degrees in Charleston. Um, And I was like, I don't know. I don't, let me sit with it. And that was part of it. I was like, I kind of want to journal and think about it as I move through this fast, which I have not journaled, but I have sat and thought. Um, and the thing is like, I think the conversation for me, it's, it's old, it's old news. And my brain's like, we're not even going to engage that. It's boring. It's old news. Move on. And so, you know, having that conversation around self-limiting food or feeling like, I shouldn't or I couldn't or I can't eat something um, has brought that back up. So it was just really good information for me. I will not do this again. If any of you out there ever hear me go, hey, guys, guess what I'm going to do? Remind me, don't do this again. It's not for me. It is totally for some people, not for this chick right here. I am too damn hungry. I'm going to tell you guys what I am going to do, though, when I get off this fast. And we just started carrying these at the works, too. And I freaking love them. If you haven't tried blender bombs, they are so delicious and they're actually locally made. You can throw them in smoothies. For me, someone who is like always on the go, I actually just keep a bag of them in my car. I had to take the bag out of my car this week because I was like, I'm going to eat these. And my kids eat them and they are super, super picky. Um, What I like about them is that they're full of omega-3 amino acids and fiber. Um, And I also have a code for you guys, which I think is pretty awesome. So if you go to their website at blenderbombs.com and order with Sarah 10, Sarah with an H, you'll get 10% off your first order. So I absolutely love the blender bombs. Their granola is to die for as well. So I'm already drooling. Hurry up fast. I'm ready for my bombs. All right. So moving on, I had a lot of great questions. Really, I did. I I asked um, on Instagram 
for you guys to give me some topics to chat about in this little segment of what the frick. Um, and one of my favorite ones I saw was how do you resolve conflict in your life, your marriage and your business? And the woman says, I'm thinking about a lot of this myself. And so for me, the word that stuck out for me from that was conflict. And what I used to do when there was any kind of confrontation is run away from it, run away from it, hide from it, talk to a hundred other people about it instead of going straight to the source. Um, and be, the reason why I did that is because I was scared. Like I can, I can even just talking about it right now a little bit, I can feel like that residual anxiety in my body. Um, and what I've learned, not only through my physical practice, through my mental practice, even through like therapy, is the only way out is through, truly, whether we're talking about a physical experience or a grief experience or any kind of trauma, but the same goes for confrontation. So um, I'll just speak about my marriage because it's um, John loves when I talk about him publicly, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, uh, John and I have a great marriage and we've worked through so many things in our marriage. And one thing that him and I both know is that I, if I'm, a, I'm the type of person that John's fire. So John comes in and we've actually had an amazing couples counselor explain this to us. Um, and hey guys, there's nothing wrong with going to couples counseling. You have got to tend to your marriage just like you tend to everything else. Like what we feed grows. You want to grow a beautiful garden of roses. You're not going to like shit on it and turn your back on it every time you like pinch your finger on a thorn, right? So think about that just in every relationship as well. Like it takes time. You got to nurture it and listen on both sides. But so we were talking to her and John is like, he's immediate. Like he says what he needs to say. He gets it off his chest. He feels good and he rolls on. But for me, because of like past life situations of my own, I don't operate like that. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a big like anger person. So what I had been doing is like we would get into it. He would say what he needed to say and feel like a million bucks. I would hold on to it and have this resentment in my body. And I mean, I'm talking like stuff that would get layered and layered. And it's like it's like the only person I'm poisoning is myself, right? So I would hold on to it, hold on to it. And then like weeks later, like something else would come up and I'll be like, like that time you didn't check the fucking mail? And he's like, what? <laughs> We're still talking about that? And it wasn't about him not checking the mail, right? It was just like I had all this stuff come up. So what I have learned through any kind of like conflict resolution is communication. And to not be scared to have that conversation. Um, the person you're having it with might not have the same tool set you do. And your, like their reactivity is not your responsibility. And that was another thing that I really had to get okay with. That it's okay if other people are uncomfortable. Like you don't have to fix that. Um, as long as you're living in your integrity and that you're in a place where you're like, hey, this is where I'm operating from and this is what's going to work for me. And I think too, that goes back to like boundaries. And I've said this before, but the only people in your life, right, that don't want you to have boundaries are the people that want to cross them and break them. And that's something to pay attention to. Like if you know you set an intention for yourself and you're like, when this person says this to me, that's when it's over. And if they keep crossing that line and you're not paying attention to your own boundary, then you got to look in the mirror yourself and, you know, make that decision. So for me, it really is about communication and respect. And I had someone else ask a question about, they were um, giving my, my team like a, uh, some praise and just saying, you know, how did you cultivate such an amazing team? I love all your teachers and, Everybody seems to be in rhythm and in the same vibration at the studio. And, and it is communication and respect. So that was another thing, um, just to go back to talking about like any kind of like counseling. Um, when, you know, I, I literally, and I can admit this to myself, I really always think I'm right <laughs> because I am. But she was like, you're not always right. And you have to like, you have to sit with that and digest that. Like, it's okay for other people to have different opinions than you. And it's okay for you not to always be right. And that was, and that was freeing. I was like, oh, like it's okay for you to let your guard down and sometimes for there to be a little bit of a gray area because I'm a real black and white person. I'm like, I'm right, you're wrong, or I'm wrong, you're right. And you know, sometimes that gray area is where you have different opinions and different feelings in other people. And if you can navigate that with respect and communication, for the most part, you can work it out if there's love there. But you also might get into a place where you get into that gray area and you're both swimming around and you're just kind of swimming like around each other and there isn't the connection. And so for me, that might be the place where you're like, you know what, this is, uh, this is, 
this isn't one we're going to resolve together. So let's, let's agree to disagree or agree to peace out on that. Um, so like I said, I just hope that that is, is somewhat helpful. And for me, it really is just about addressing it straight on being communicative, not being scared of the other person's reaction, as long as you're in your own integrity. Okay. You got this. So today we are chatting with Claire, who is a friend of mine. She is a nurse practitioner, and she is also the founder of DabbleCo, which is a female medical provider Instagram handle, plus also um, a website where they're changing the conversation about different fads, different medical things, medicine, celery juice, sunscreen, so many different things. So I'm super excited for you guys to meet her and hear what she has to say. Hey guys, so we are now sitting down with Claire O'Brien, and um, I have known Claire for many years. Um, I think I first met you through yoga, right? Probably. Okay. And then my husband, John, built Claire and Ed's home that they have sold, but then Claire got a look inside my real life, and then she felt really bad for me after she got to know John. So then she started coming to yoga more to try to support me. Um, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So Claire, go ahead and tell us first just a little bit about you. Go. So I am a nurse practitioner. I have been a nurse. Well, I was a nurse first, so that's how it works. You go to Um, undergrad nursing school, basically, and then get a graduate degree as a nurse practitioner. So I've been practicing NP for about nine years, and I was a nurse for two years before that while I was in grad school. And you specialize in? Right now, um, I am in head and neck cancer and ENT at the Medical University of South Carolina. So we do ear, nose, throat, but lots of cancers above the shoulders, basically. Mm. Melanoma, um, larynx cancer, mouth cancer, tongue cancer. Mm, pretty. It's neat. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting you say that. I'm showing Claire something on my leg. I had to get a squeamish oh. cell yeah. cancer removed yeah. off my leg yesterday, yeah. and I hadn't looked at it because it makes me squeamish cells. Right. Feel very squeamish. Yeah. And I looked at it this morning, and I definitely have a hole in my leg. Yeah. 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 I'll take a peek. Okay, <laughs> good, good, good. That's kind of actually yeah. why you're here. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Um, and... So um, you guys have all heard the story of the girl that gave me the purple marker um, at the very smart table. I didn't know that was going to be so that stressful. Was I'm so sorry. I'm like sitting in there and there's all these doctors and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have a pen. And Claire's like, here, I have a purple marker. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Okay. First of all, it's a purple pen. They're those felt tip pens that are, everybody who wants to have neat handwriting is obsessed with them. They're mm. amazing. Secondly, also what I said in response to that was all of the nerds in the room. So you're the only like non-nerd. <laughs> I mean, I would like to think that I'm not a nerd. You're not I a guess nerd. at heart. I mean, I'm probably a little nerd. So all of the nerds are looking at Sarah like, man, she just looks like she's having a salad and she just went to yoga and like, I'm so gel because I'm just going to go back to my nerd home, nerd <laughs> land and, you know. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. How we all just sit in our own heads. Want to be something else. Yeah. Right. Because definitely after the purple, like when I got the purple pen, we won't talk about this forever, but I was like, now they're going to, like once you start passing the papers around, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Gonna Everyone's yeah. going to know. They're going to know. They're going to know. They know. Um, okay. So Claire, let's chat a little bit about, well, tell us about you personally first. So I'm married. My husband is a physician. Uh, his name's Ed O'Brien. He, um, one fun thing, fun fact about us, he started a nonprofit called One World Health, gosh, about 10 years ago. And we traveled the world for a little while before we had kids um, doing medical missions in developing countries in Africa and Central America. So that's kind of his first baby. And we got married about eight years ago and we've got two little girls. They're four and 21 months kind of cray. They're so cute though. As you know, yeah, they're, (laughs) they're cute a lot of the times. Um, and so we are, I guess in Charleston for the long haul, we love it here. We both work for MUSC, which we, we love. It's a big teaching hospital. It's the biggest, I think it's the biggest employer in South Carolina still. Maybe not now that Boeing and Volvo are here, but, um, it's a huge place, but we love it. And we've both been there for most of our careers. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I brought Claire on today because she is, um, not scared to speak her mind and she's also not scared to 
why do I want to call it like demystify? I don't know. Yeah. I mean. What is it? Okay. I, so let's talk about your, com- your co. My co. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I started what, we'll see what it's going to turn into, but right now it's just a website and Instagram. I mean, I'd love to have it be, you know, a bigger entity one day, but right now, so it's called Dabble Co. And what it is, it's basically female medical providers. And we are just talking truthfully about kind of what's trending versus what's actually the truth. And sometimes what's trending is absolutely true, but there's this vast ocean of information on the internet today and people don't know how to navigate it. And they're very nervous about that. And so you kind of get into one lane or the other one lane being supernatural, holistic, you know, crunchy granola. Great. And then there's this other lane of, you know, science and medicine. And most lay people who are not medical are so uncomfortable by that. They're uncomfortable with the terminology. They don't like going to the doctor. They don't want to know what's going on half the time. Mm -hmm. So they just naturally are gravitating towards the other lane, I think, more and more. Um, And so kind of what I found in my own just social media, who I was following and who I was interacting with, I found a lot of individual medical providers who were doing their own thing, which is great, but it's, it gets very niche very quickly. So if you're a plastic surgeon, you're only talking about plastic surgery, or if you're a heart doctor, you're only talking about this one lane. And it's hard for people to find that. I mean, they don't, you don't, you don't know who to follow and you don't know who's being truthful or selling something. So I decided to start more of a collaborative effort so that we could all come together talk about what we want to talk about, have people feel comfortable enough with us personally, you know, on social media to actually ask and have an open discussion. And for us to be able to say, hey, I looked into this, I looked at the research, you know, it's not really there, but I, it may or may not be harmful, kind of depending on what people are asking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I just felt like there wasn't a collaborative effort going on. Um, and so I just started really about two months ago. And it's been really fun. I mean, people have jumped on board, totally. medical providers. Um, How did you find the medical providers that you wanted to use? Are they all local? Um, some of them are local. You know, when you work in that field, I mean, kind of like you probably know million fitness people or yoga folks. Um, some are friends and then some are just people I respected on social media because I liked their opinions and where those opinions came from. You know, if they were an expert in their field or, um, you know, talking about things in a way that I felt like people could understand. Um, cause there, there are also a lot of medical providers out there who are just speaking in a way that people can't understand. Mm -hmm. And so nobody's going to listen if they can't understand what you're saying. Totally. Right. Yes. So I feel like the collaboration is where people are going to be able to find the right information. And if you start following us for one reason, like, you know, we may talk about, my little tagline is health, wellness, and beauty explained. So maybe you're following because you like beauty, clean beauty, and you want to hear about that. And then we post something about thyroid disease or there's a... um, lady I'm going to post next week called the pelvic pain doc. And she was posting about painful sex. I'm Mm -hmm. going to post about that. And my gosh, that's, I mean, that is hugely impactful on your life. And if you weren't following for some other reason, then you may never have seen that because why would you follow her on social media? Right. Right. So that's kind of my hope that we'll be able to get information to people that want it um, in a way that they can understand. And so what have been some of the hot topics? You know, it's really interesting what I I post and think is going to be super interesting and like 20 people like it and no one comments. And then I post, you know, something else totally random and, you know, everybody likes it and 20 people comment and it's, it's super fascinating to me. So this morning I posted a little graphic of some celery and I was I haven't even really started talking about it yet, but I'm like, hey, let's, you know, why do you guys, yeah. clearly the celery juice trend is massive. I know people um, that drink it religiously every day. Yeah. And they oh, drink totally. it solely for pooping. <laughs> then cool. Yeah. But that's why I texted, I posted on a support Claire's it. thing. And she was like, <laughs> I was like one word poop. Right. Um, which, you know, nobody wants to talk about poop, but everybody loves to talk about poop. So, um, everybody and poops. yeah, everybody poops. And so I think one of the women that responded, she was like, I know that's one of the downfalls. And then I just kind of dropped off. I was like, actually, that's the <laughs> only reason to drink Slash it. Slash up. 
yeah. fall. But do you think that people get on these things because they're trendy? So that to me, kind of why I asked that is because the, the celery juice trend started with this guy called the medical medium. Mm-hmm. Okay. This guy has no medical training whatsoever. Neat. And he literally says that spirits tell him like what advice to give people. Okay, cool. Like that is insane. But (laughs) Goop picked it up. And I like to think, so I kind of, I like to think maybe one day we'll be like, not the opposite of Goop, but like Goop with real, with actual information. Got it. I don't know. We'll see. Dream big, but so so Goop picked like up like the like the branding of Goop with a backbone with like a degree. I mean, just the fact that that's where people somehow somehow people trust Goop enough to listen to her when she says medical medium spirits told him that celery juice is going to be good, and therefore he wrote a book about it, and now here we are, you know, five here or we six are drinking celery like, juice, steaming are. our vaginas, right. <laughs> Right now, aside from that, she has doesn't matter. She's been sued and lost many times for false medical claims. Irrelevant. People apparently don't care about that. But but that's kind of where I'm like, gosh, if people are getting their medical information from Gwyneth Paltrow, I mean, that's our generation. Like that is what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Which let me just sidebar. I do. Turn. I do like Gwyneth Paltrow. I, listen, I can't speak for Claire, but I do like her. Cool. I <laughs> I like her as an actress. I think she has started something that clearly is is here to stay and people need to listen. Why do you think that is though? Because honestly, like even for me as a consumer, like it right. does draw me in. To- I think and I think are, it's marketing. People are nervous too. You know what I've noticed through this when I talk about something, even if I don't speak matter-of-factly or I just ask a question or whatever, I get all of these messages People are really fearful. They're nervous. And a big, what's frustrating is a big part of that is fear-based marketing, Mm. fear-based accounts like the food babe, you know, huge, huge account written tons of books, huge blogs, um, blog following. And can you tell us a little bit about that for those of us that don't know what that is? So if you, so the food babe is just a, a woman who's Gosh, she's probably maybe 30s, maybe early 40s. I mean, I don't know. I hope I'm not insulting her, but I think yeah. she's in her 30s. Um, and she was one of the first big, big blogs out there that really focused on food ingredients and what are we doing and artificial additives and gluten and things like that, which is g- great. But now she's kind of talked about the things that need to be talked about, but she's got to keep up her following. She's got to keep up her audience. And so if you look at what she's posting every day, it's something you shouldn't be eating, something you shouldn't be drinking. Don't go here. Don't do this. And people have liked what she's had to say for so long that they take everything she says as gospel or it confuses them. And people are anxious and fearful. So I think that's where a lot of things are starting is just out of, out of fear and consumers knowing you know, medicine is, I mean, it's a consumer business now, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, it just is. Um, our patients are now consumers. People want to know information. They want to know their own health information. They want to know why. Um, and probably because for a long time things were hidden, you know, and we, we know that now studies weren't performed the right way and um, information wasn't given freely. You didn't used to have access to your own medical records, which now is like the law, you mm-hmm. know, and I hear a patient that says, oh, I couldn't get my records from so-and-so. I'm like, well, tell them that's against the law. Yeah. So, but it didn't used to be that way. Um, so I think going back to why, where Goop kind of came from and her, her big following, number one, she's, she's just cool. People want to be her. They want to look like her. They want to be like her. Coupled with, she has the resources to get all of this information and to to do cool things, have a personal chef and be, you know, vegan if she wants to be. Right. And, and all that. So I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I think people are just into it. People are into it. They're afraid. They see Gwenny doing things. They want to do what Gwen is doing. <laughs> they're naked and afraid, and they're following right. Goop. <laughs> is this going to make so here we look are. like Gwyneth? And here we are. The medical medium has told us to drink celery juice and here we are. Yes. Just to bring it back home. Okay. So what is your, let's just speak celery juice because it is such a, <laughs> a thing because literally like you can go, okay, you can go and you buy one at any juice bar and it's like, or Costco, 10 bucks. 
You can buy celery juice at Costco. They're juicing it there or they're selling it in. Okay. So let me tell you about something about celery juice because I actually did jump. I did jump, jump on the ship. I asked for a new juicer for Christmas and I was, (laughs) my neighbor, Jane Pope and I were juicing a lot of celery juice for a little bit. And Mm -hmm. like literally she would drop her jars off and I would, because you, you have to juice so much and it's loud as shit to juice celery. It's a pain. It's a freaking huge pain, but I was like, I'm not going to spend that money. So we would like, she would buy celery and haul it over and then I would juice it for both of us, whatever. So I think for me, like they were like, you have to have it, like you have to drink it like within 10 minutes of making it. <laughs> it was like the most stressful thing ever. Stressful. You have to have it before your coffee. You have to have it before anything. And I'm like totally empty chugging stomach. like celery juice at like five in the morning. And I'm like, right. am I, am I doing the right thing? And you know, it just never really. See, you were anxious. Fear. They put the fear in you. Yeah. And I'm always, I mean, I'm going to be real. I'm all, I mean, are, are you for real? I'm always looking for a good poo pack. Yeah. Because there's yeah. nothing worse than feeling icky in your body. And you know, for me, like just, I sweat so much. So I'm constantly dehydrated. So I'm always looking to like put, replenish my body. And someone was like, this is great. You'll replenish your body too. And it is mm-hmm. super high in sodium. Yep. So that was my thought. So I think also kind of coupling you, Jane Pope and Gwenny in the same <laughs> category, people are looking at you and the collective you mm-hmm. ladies and thinking, they're looking good. They're, they seem like they're doing the right thing. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to know what I'm doing. Well, <laughs> they do. And I think, I think that's a big part of it. So if Gwenny's putting the eggs in and steam in her vag, sure. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. Great. You know, not, I'm not in, but people are in. Yeah, we know you're not in. I'm not in, you know, <laughs> jade eggs. No, no, it's not for me. But... I, I think that's part of it too, is that people just want to ultimately know what are you doing. Um, but you, what we don't look at, the consumer does not look at Gwenny as a whole, right? So, is celery juice a good thing? Ultimately, I mean, probably. I don't think it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's probably better than drinking like a cup of vodka every morning. Probably. <laughs> I mean, unless you're an alcoholic, in which case, stick with your vodka. Okay. Or you'll die. Okay. So. Note to. Anyone out there? <laughs> if you're drinking, just keep on or go to rehab. There's no in between. Got it. So I think, yeah, I mean, is she, is she drinking celery juice and it's doing something for her? Sure. In addition to her personal trainer, her personal chef, her lifestyle that affords, you know, absolutely everything that she looks and acts and feel is, is because of a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So it's just not looked at as the bigger picture. So I have a post coming up to talk about collagen supplements too. And I think what really what I would want to say about all of that stuff is if you're not doing the basics, like eating right, exercising, basic skincare, whatever it is, then don't bother with the freaking collagen, man. Like you're not even putting sunscreen on, then mm-hmm. you're spitting in the wind with mm-hmm. very expensive ground up bone powder. You Let's know? talk about that collagen powder. What's your take on it? So this has been a really interesting one because some things that I end up researching, I'm like, oh, okay, total horse mm-hmm. duty. My mom might listen. I know. Sorry. I'll you make know? sure that I'm behaving as well it's then. okay. Well, you yeah. can curse, but no, I'm I probably won't. not I allowed won't. to still. We didn't even say butt or shut up at my house. Okay, cool. So, so Sarah, stop talking. So collagen, <laughs> I started looking into it and there's, there's some kind of feelings in the aesthetic world. I've heard some folks that I follow and love kind of say, well, we don't know. The jury's still out. But then when I actually did a deep dive in the data, which is what everybody in Nerdland wants to know, mm-hmm. um, there are what I perceive, I, I think these are actually well-done studies. They're double-blinded, they're placebo. That's what we were all looking for is what's called a randomized controlled trial. Um, so there are different levels of studies, which people need to understand this before we really talk about anything, but there's different levels of a study. So one study, just because you read an article in, you know, Time magazine or whatever that say studies say doesn't matter. There's so many different kinds of studies. The study could be um, Sarah and Claire wrote a study about celery juice and decided it's good for your bowels. Mm. Great. That doesn't matter. So back to collagen, what I ended up finding was actually a couple of really good randomized controlled trials that showed that collagen intake, um, actually does decrease your 
no, excuse me, it increases the look of hydration in your skin over time. But it's, again, over several months, you got to be taking it every day. And if you're not doing the basic things, then who cares? Yeah. So do I take it? Yes, sure. Do you take it in a powder form? Yeah, I put it in my coffee. I don't like the way it tastes. Well, get the unflavored. I did. And it didn't melt in your coffee? I mean, no. I really need to do it. I'm looking at your skin right now. Your skin looks really good. I'm glowing, <laughs> You right? look really dewy. Did you just do something to your face? No, I just do all the things. I'll tell you what I do. Please, yeah. because I'm, can someone take a note, Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> do we have paper? Yeah. Yeah, no. Go. This is nothing. Okay, so in the morning, <laughs> I wake up... Um, I don't wash my face because I'm very lazy. I either use a toner or if I'm traveling, I don't take my toner. I just like wipe it with a washcloth. Immediately put on vitamin C serum, brush your teeth so the serum sinks in. Um, I might put something else on top of that. I have rosacea, so I use a prescription Mm -hmm. then called Sulantra. Yep, if you're breaking out around your mouth, nose, Mm -hmm. cheeks, you want to know if you have rosacea, there's perioral dermatitis. There's several things that women get that aren't just So can I pause you? Because that's what they said when I was pregnant, that Mm -hmm. peri... Perioral dermatitis. So the, I went and saw my dermatologist a few weeks ago and Mm -hmm. she was like, I want to put you on a low dose antibiotic to take every day, but I haven't filled it. Yeah. Is that like normal? It is. I mean, so peri, perioral, it's really hard to say, perioral dermatitis specifically is really hard to treat. So... A lot How do of, you get that? It, it's, it's hormonal. I mean, it's just because we're women and we're in our 30s. Mm-hmm. I mean... Closer to my 40s, but you're not, so just be quiet. doing some math. And I, just, <laughs> I was giving you 30s. But we're, it's just hormone changes. And I mean, certain things exacerbate it too. So heat. for example, heat, it's kind of like melasma, heat, um, certain products can make it worse. I actually found that switching to a non-fluorinated toothpaste mm. was super helpful. So like your regular toothpaste, like Crest... Colgate, all of those have fluoride in them, which protects your teeth, but it made my skin worse. Mm-hmm. So now I use non-fluorinated toothpaste. So I have rosacea. I use a, um, a prescription cream, but everything else that I use is non-prescription. Um, then at night, I double cleanse. So I use a vitamin B. It's called One Love Organics, and it's an oil-based cleanser that takes my makeup off. Then I use a glycolic wash. It's probably a little bit harsher than I should use, but I use it. Um, I put on my skin SkinCeuticals under eye cream. Mm-hmm. Then I put on my retinoid on top of it. Mm-hmm. And then I seal it in with either a serum or a moisturizer. <laughs> Every night? Every night it takes literally four minutes. Oh my God. I'm not kidding you. No, it, but I need it to do this because yeah. you're like, why are you drinking collagen and celery juice right. if you're not taking care of your skin? I mean, oh, I, sunscreen. Oh my God, I forgot to say sunscreen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, every I do day. put on sunscreen, but usually when I'm going to the beach. No, no, no. I mean, Claire, every you, day. I wash my face with a bar of soap still. Well, that's upsetting. I, no, I'm like, in, don't even look. Like, I want to put a hat on right now or an umbrella. I want to stand under an umbrella while you're just Look in the bag of treats. Don't that look I brought at me you. anymore. Okay, oh my God, thank sunscreen you. Sunscreen every day. Should every I look day. at them now or should I wait? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's up to you. There's also like a candle and a devotional in there. So. Oh, thank you. You're so <laughs> sweet. So I'm going to go home and change my freaking life. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it's not that hard. If you're going to do three things, so there's something called the Holy Trinity, and I don't mean Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, yeah. or Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, <laughs> which I said earlier. So even though they are the OG Holy Trinity. Um, so Holy Trinity is... Vitamin C serum. I have that. Sunscreen. I have the beauty counter vitamin C. That's great. It's a good one. Okay. And um, I have a sun, skin, skin suitable sunscreen. Part, why are you not wearing it every day? Okay. If you <laughs> walked into my bathroom, you would cry. Well, you're, that's true. Because you're in like a... You got to tell everybody you're in like a I know. rental house the size of like this couch we're I'm, sitting I'm on. In a, I'm in a transitional time in my life and I really don't <laughs> like <laughs> to that's fair. complain because I'm so... I'm so entitled to begin with as it is. And I have so much, so I don't want to be like, oh, there's five of us living in a two bedroom, but it's what makes it challenging is our bathroom situation because my children, there's they no locks on the doors. Yeah. Well, they, and they like, just like literally the other day, Van had my deodorant and he was only wearing a shirt and he was r- rolling it up and rubbing it on his butt. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so, this is why we can't have nice things. Seriously. So if you're only going to do three things, okay, go. vitamin C serum, check, Sunscreen. Got it. Every morning. That's it. That's all you have That's to do. That's only two in the things. Morning. Right. And then at night is your retinoid. But you don't think that that would be bad because I'm in the heat? No. I mean, so. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry, heat, guys. This is actually my doctor, my doctor's appointment. 
Sarah did send me a text one time. Was, I can't remember. One of y'all had the, you or Stacy had the f- flu or something. And I was like, or one of your kids, I don't know. I was like, you know, I like really don't see children. Your text back was like, you're our doctor now. Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, but I'm not. Don't at ever all. tell me you have a medical degree or all. a law degree. <laughs> but thankfully, my dad is a pediatrician, my brother is a pediatrician, and my husband is an internist. So if I don't know, someone in my immediate circle will know. Typically. It's so amazing. So it's really it's nice. so amazing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm That's just going to repeat three. this for That's our listeners. It. Here's your holy trinity <laughs> <laughs> vitamin C sunscreen, and at night, a ret- retinoid? A retinoid, which can be not prescriptive. Those are over-the-counter, or you can, if you... What's what's one that we can buy over-the-counter? Because I'm going to go to CVS and my home. So super easy. I mean, like, Oil of Olay makes one. Neutrogena makes one. They're not medical-grade skincare, but that's fine. That's okay. They're not... So there's just different levels, and, you know, it's not for... Medical-grade skincare is not for everybody. Everybody can't go to, you know, I get, a bougie you know, dermatologist. People, like, get... Um, are like anxious or nervous or whatever it is. See, I'm not like that about medical stuff. Uh-huh. I'm like that about skincare. Cause you think it's going to mess your face up or no, what because I'm so confused oh, and like, sure. I'm like, I'm going to spend, I mean, I've spent a lot of money on a lot of things I've done. Right. The and it may not have been facial, right. And it like, I mean, yep. I looked like a avatar and I'm not freaking kidding. No, your whole face becomes a scab. And it was it the scabs right off. Sketchiest thing I've ever done. And yeah. like, yes, like after a layer of my skin peeled off, was I glowy? Sure. But give me like six sweats later. And I was like, mm, there I am again. It's not I've the done... sweats. It's the sun. It's the sun. Is I did it in January. Enemy. Yeah. But do you sit by a window or go outside or walk to your car? Yeah. Yeah. I do those the sun things. all day, man. All day. I've also done, um, I feel like I'm like telling my life here. What are the things called where they take all your brown spots off? There's IPL. Clear and brilliant. Uh, yeah, there's an IPL, a million IPL. Which looked amazing until I went out in the sun one time. Because you weren't wearing sunscreen. I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, might, you probably were. Yeah. Um, but so, I, I have bathed. I have completely like lived in the sun my whole life. Then you have melasma too, if probably. I mean, most of us. Okay. Uh, tons of women do. But um, I have like a ton of freckles and you have like not. Well, because look at our skin tone. My God. And I'm, I'm wearing self-tanner and this is like... <laughs> I mean, it's so folks at home, (laughs) I want you to imagine a white sheet of paper. (laughs) I also realized, thankfully, I'm so glad. Okay. So I also want to preface, I spent from my junior year in high school to probably a year or two out of college, I had like a membership to the tanning bed. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was determined like somehow I was going to be I think that's why I have that spot on my leg. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're at 10 times more risk for melanoma because we've ever gotten in a tan- tanning bed. Sweet. I mean, it's a, it's absurd. We know now tanning beds are like smoking. If you go to a tanning bed in 2019, like it's like you're smoking why now, seriously. Do, why are they still legal? I don't know. I mean, why are cigarettes still legal? Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of baffling. But anyway, I'm, I realized soon after I actually like knew anything about anything, you're never going to be tan. I'm not a tan person. Stop trying to be tan. Is this like a, like a come to Jesus you had with yes, yourself? Literally, and finally, you're like Claire. It's me, Claire. Hey, <laughs> hey, skin. It's me, Claire. You're never gonna be tan. Yeah, let it go. So now I do self tanner all the time, and I love it. But I'm still not tan. I'm just not. Yeah, pale AF. You're not pale AF. I mean, it looks well, sort of. You look good. It's fine. Thanks, girl. Um, but I mean, you're fair, and Ed's fair, and your We're girls fair. are fair. Our children are transparent, <laughs> and it's terrifying. Especially my older child. She is absolutely white hair, blue eyes, zero tan. If we go in the sun, she's only ever had one sunburn in her life, and it was a blistering red, skin Mm. peeling off, like, horrific experience. She was out in the sun with sunscreen on, reapplied several times, and it's still, I mean, it was awful. Can I ask you a question? Because two out of my three children, like Van and Waylon, Mm -hmm. they tan like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. Like, especially Van. He is like, he looks like a little bear. Yeah. So I put sunscreen on all of them, but I definitely apply Della more because she's the blue eyes, blonde hair, more fair. So is that the right protocol? If you can, if you're on an Island and you only have enough sunscreen for one, put it on the the whitey. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Because that just means they naturally have or produce more melanin, which is it's produced by. So, so people would say there's no safe way to tan which is correct. I mean, tan itself means your skin was like, oh, I'm trying to, hey, we've been in the sun. I'm trying to protect you. But there's a scale called the Fitzpatrick scale, which we use to determine risk for things like that. So fair skin, light haired, 
light eyes are they're just at more risk because they don't have as much of a naturally protective mechanism Mm. they're another crazy ass myth right now is like make your own sunscreen and you need like a certain amount of sun per day for vitamin d which is like total i'm sorry my horseshit i mean like all of this movement towards that is like it is terrifying all of us Mm -hmm. because it's just not true um so but yeah back to your question yes if you have a if you only have enough for one. If you only got enough for one on the island. Della. It's, it's got to be Dells. Okay. Big Dell. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's then go back to... That was awesome. Thank you. Our, that's good for our listeners. Really good for You're me. Welcome. I feel like I've learned so much yes. with the Holy Trinity. Yes. Stopping by CVS on the way home. Um, I also want to support the other Holy Trinity while we're here. Yes. Jesus is my homeboy. Yes, he is. Yes, but he is. carry on. His skincare. Um, the skin trinity. We'll call yes. it that. <laughs> um if people are looking at sunscreen and they're, you know, just buying it at CVS or whatever, mm-hmm. is there something that they should, is there things they should avoid? Awesome question. That is a huge, huge topic right now. And the reason for that, so there are different ingredients in sunscreen. Not all sunscreen is created equal. And I don't just mean SPF. I mean, ingredients, SPF, what are the carriers? Is it an oil? Is it a cream? So I would say, in general, it's safer to have on any sunscreen than none at all. So if you're at the beach and your friend only has, you know, Banana Boat 6 that's in oil and whatever, put it on. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not worth the the sun exposure at the beach. But there are kind of two categories of sunscreen now. One's called mineral and the other is called chemical, which is a really unfair name to that category of sunscreens because... Everything is a chemical. Water is a chemical. This table is a chemical. All of it. So mm-hmm. it's all chemicals. It's just what type. So the, quote, mineral sunscreens are physical barriers from the sun, meaning, you know, zinc, like a surfer zinc mm-hmm. oxide, when you put it on your nose, it's white or pink or whatever. And even when you try to rub it in, it's it's crazy. Well, now they have better ones, so they rub in. But the reason it works so well is because it's physically blocking the sun's rays from hitting your skin quote-unquote chemical sunscreen. I hate calling it that. It makes me sad. But (laughs) chemical sunscreen actually takes the rays of the sun and transforms it into something else before your skin absorbs it. So they're just different mechanisms of action, right? The the ingredients that are used to make these chemical sunscreens, a couple of them are in question. Well, there's one, oxybenzone, that is not what's called not reef safe. So they've actually banned it in Hawaii because we know it's harming and bleaching the coral reefs. Right. So I, there are a few sunscreens that still carry that or have that in there for whatever reason. But for the most part, they've taken it out because of the reefs. Um, oxybenzone and I think oct- octisinate. I don't know if I'm butchering how you say that. Um, there are some questions about whether or not they are hormone or endocrine disruptors, meaning do they mimic other hormones in our body? Uh-huh. So a lot of people, again, going back to the two lanes, natural granola versus medical science, people are trying to avoid endocrine disruptors. Great. I fully support that. So if you can afford and have access to the other sunscreen that don't, the sunscreens that don't have those chemicals in them, cool you're still going to be putting a chemical in your body. It's called zinc oxide. The other one's called titanium dioxide. So you're not avoiding a chemical. You're just using a different mechanism, right? Um, So zinc and titanium are the two physical barriers. So you Um, want those. Yeah. If you can, for sure. Do you have one you recommend that you can buy across the counter? Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. Um, the, The thickest, you know, if you want to go as safe as all humanly possible, there's a company called Think. So there's Think Baby, Think Sport. Um, They're super thick. They're hard to rub in. They're like 20% zinc. Um, but for my kids, like if we're going to the beach, we're doing that because yeah. it is what it is. Now, when I'm, am I trying to chase them down and like reapply that in an hour? Absolutely not. Yeah. So am I spraying them then with a chemical at that point? Yes. I wish – I actually just ordered one that I think might be a clearer mineral, mineral spray. I'm going to see. I'll keep you guys posted. But it's just – it's not worth – having them get an extra hour of sun exposure to avoid those things that we may or may, we have no idea. So the FDA came out with a statement a few months ago that basically just said, Hey, people have asked us to look further at these ingredients. We have looked further at them and we can't really say right now, we just don't have enough data. So that makes people super uncomfortable. The natural world went 
batshit crazy, ran with it. That's two. That's Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's where people started saying, make your own sunscreen with all of this random crap at home, which is one of the dumber things I've heard in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, one of them, let's also sidebar, one of the things they said to put in your natural sunscreen was lavender oil. Guess what? Lavender oil is a known endocrine disruptor, guys. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be, and I wish that's what we could tell everybody who is trying so hard to avoid certain things that they're being told by these other people are so bad. You're replacing one thing with another. Mm -hmm. So I also read that the other day about, you know, we're freaking out about Roundup and they're like, guys, listen, the stuff we used before Roundup was way worse. I don't know. This is something I got to look more into, but just, it just kind of makes you think, okay, I'm going to make my own sunscreen to be super safe put lavender oil in it. Well, if you put it consistently on like a developing teenage boy, he will grow boobs. Mm. That's how strong it is. There are case reports, studies. This is an endocrine disruptor. That so is like, the definition. Oh. It mimics estrogen. Wow. Right? I didn't know So that. put it in your diffuser. Go nuts with your diffuser. Mm-hmm. Put it on your dryer sheets. I don't know. But don't put it on your skin right? Okay. So I feel like we've talked a lot about sunscreen, which yes. is great since we live in such a sunny place. A and a lot of um, my listeners do live locally. I then think there's a lot of people that do live unlocally, but they're local as well. Um, okay. Local so in our hearts. what's the, let's just, I want to keep talking about this, the Dabble Co. Yeah. So you have had I'm sure more than one situation, but you've had one situation that stands out mm-hmm. where you have upset somebody <laughs> with your um, honesty. My words. With your clearness. Yeah. I have a lot of words. Um, so let's talk about that. Well, first of all, I upset people all the time, which is fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. I feel sorry for my husband. Um, but there is a chiropractor on in the Insta world who has written all these books. He has like half a million followers, Josh Axe. I'm sure some of your listeners follow him. So one day, so first of all, one of his companies called Ancient Nutrition, they posted one of the homemade sunscreen recipes. And one thing I actually super respected about that instance, so when they posted the homemade sunscreen recipe, I'm telling you, skin people came out of the woodworks and were like, this is not safe you cannot post this. Like, and they eventually they took it down, which I, I thought that was great. So I'm going to give them credit first. However, I was looking at something he posted a couple weeks ago, and somebody asked the question, does lavender oil mimic hormones or estrogen? And he, or who, who, it's probably a team. I'm sure he doesn't answer all of them mm-hmm. when you have that big of a following. So Somebody answered, hey, so-and-so, you can find more information on joshax.com or buy my PDF to essential oils, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I wrote back, the short answer is yes. And he blocked me on Instagram. And I know that <laughs> because I have two accounts. So I have my personal one. I'm like, well, I can still see you. Yeah. So um, I know that he blocked me. And I, I think it doesn't matter what people are saying. If you are trying to be a credible, credible source of medicine, which they're chiropractors. I don't want to get into the discussion of whether anybody considers that a credible source of medicine. Some people do, a lot of people don't, but if you're trying to be a credible source and if you believe in what you say, I think that's totally unacceptable, right? I mean, then respond to me or ask me a question. You know, I I had a physician this morning, I posted something and a a physician commented on um, my page. Not, it's not about anything. I, I was promoting another company that I really believe in and you know, there was a little bit of back and forth, but ultimately she didn't really respond. And I'm like, Hey, you know, don't start the discussion. If you don't believe enough in what you're saying to actually answer the questions that come with it. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's kind of part of what's happening now. And, And then that further isolates your audience, right? So what people don't realize now who follow somebody like a Josh Axe, who is super big into the natural holistic world, you are seeing an isolated view of what he wants you to see. So he's blocking people that disagree with him. He's only posting research that he, that basically supports his findings, you know, and that's what we want to not do. Um, So a great example of that is when this new ingredient that is touted as being as good or better than retinoids called Bacuchiol has come out recently and a couple of natural companies. So beauty counter carries one on their no counter timeline and, um, 
uh, herbivore botanicals carries it. And when I was researching it, and I was like, there's just no way, it's not possible. And I actually wrote Beauty Counter and said, hey, do you guys have, what are the studies that you're using? Because I had seen a, a thing where their clinical person was talking about their data. It's like, hey, I'd just love to, to you know, read over them. And they sent me one article, but I actually found a lot more really supporting, I mean, again, back to what studies are we looking at, double-blinded, placebo, and the results for this new ingredient are really good. What's going to happen over time? We don't know, but it's, they're really good. People are interested in it. We can't just ignore that in the medical community. I think that's a lot of where these fears are coming from is in my office, when I'm seeing you in your 10-minute appointment, I do not have time to talk to you about that. And so people are going to the internet. Mm -hmm. And if we aren't there with our voice saying, we looked at both of these pros and cons for both, then they're going to go to a Josh Axe and find more information. I mean, the loudest voice squeaky wheel gets the grease is, you know, going to be who's heard and it's time for, you know, us to be heard. And, and if you have to publish something that you don't like the results on, I mean, that's too bad. It's just, it's just too bad. Claire, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for, for having me. For taking the time out of your busy day, your busy life, mom, work, yoga schedule yes. to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead and tell us where we can find you. So we are on Instagram, 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 Instagram <laughs> at Dabbleco, D-A-B-B-L-E-C-O. And then our website is dabble-co.com. And what's really neat about Claire's Insta handle um, as well is that you can go follow them and ask questions and she will actually respond to you. Um, so check that out and feel free to ask her lots of questions. And, and if I don't know the answer, one of our people will know it and we will find the answer for you. Or she'll... Or I'll make something up. Or she'll make something up. No, I'm kidding. Just... <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I'm going to put on my oil, my serum, and I'm going to put on my sunscreen. And you better wear your sunscreen too, or Claire will probably find you and yell at you. Um, so thank you again, Claire, for coming on the show. You guys, if you liked this, please rate this, review us, subscribe to us, tell all your friends, and we will see you next week.